This is the Startup Club Podcast, where every week we feature local experts and successful entrepreneurs from around San Antonio. In each episode, we aim to educate and inspire small business owners just like you. I'm your host, Samuel Reen, and with my co-host, Derek Bull, we hope you enjoy the show. And don't forget, you can join the Startup Club for free at sastartupclub.com. All right. Hey guys, this is, uh, this is Sam Reen, the host of the Startup Club podcast, and I'm here with my co-host Derek Bull. Uh, it's a rainy Veterans Day. We're just sipping on our free coffees that we got, uh, from Starbucks. <laughs> no uh, shame. Yeah, no, no shame. Shout out. Thank you for, uh, the free coffee, Starbucks. Appreciate supporting the veteran. <laughs> <laughs> we also stopped in Chipotle and a few other Places to try to get <laughs> Chipotle, Chipotle and BJ's. Yeah. Um, yeah, BJ's. We did BJ's for I'm lunch. I'm a big fan of BJ's. Chipotle for dinner. As well as Chipotle. Um, yeah. So Veterans Day is just a good excuse for veterans to like fatten up, eat cake. Yeah, right before <laughs> so, Thanksgiving too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, this is a different episode because... Derek is moving off to San Angelo, and we're sad to see him go, but before he went, we wanted to have... This is kind of like one of the later episodes of the podcast. I think at this point, we're at like 12 or 13 episodes mm -hmm. have been released, and uh, wow, I mean, it flew by. And so we're looking at, right now, it's late no it's November, mid-November. I don't know when this episode's going to release, but... Uh, we just thought we'd take the opportunity to talk about the Startup Club and showcase the fact that we are also a startup. The Startup Club was an idea that we had probably this time last year, and it's taken a year to get where we are now. And so what better time than Derek going away that we kind of get you on the show and just talk about where we've been and where we want to go, I guess. Yeah, no. Makes sense? Uh, so before we start... This conversation, I just want to shout out to FreshBooks. FreshBooks is uh, our affiliate for this episode. You can check them out at freshbooks.com slash the startup club. They're going to help you with your accounting, your books, your proposal writing, all of the above. And we're going to have a, probably a blog post this week talking about um, one of their new, uh, I guess, specials they got going on right now too. So check them out. FreshBooks is awesome. And thank you for their support. Um, so yeah. Dude, all right, so take us back, January of 2018, and probably our started earlier than that, but let's say, why did we start the Startup Club? Yeah, so I, I actually think it's it's even better to go back slightly before January, because you and me had both joined, uh, so an organization called SCORE, uh, which is a, uh, go yeah. check them out, great organization, yeah. uh, great Material and stuff on their website, even if you don't utilize the the full gamut of services that they offer. Yeah. But uh, so, so score real quick. Score is stands for Service Corps of Retired Executives. It's a free service. It's a nonprofit. I think in part partnered with the SBA. Or yeah. At least so SBA gives them a block grant every okay. year. So they're like affiliated, but they're not part of the SBA. They're yeah. Totally so a 501c3. Gotcha. So they, they are set up in the office though at the SBA, mm -hmm. um, downtown. And they also do a lot with launch essay. They do a lot with the library and they're just a free resource for entrepreneurs 
who want to get mentored by a retired executive. Someone who's been there, done that, started their own company, sold it maybe, or retired, moved on, and now they're giving back to the community by helping. So, Or in the case of me and you, just a couple guys with MBAs that yeah, uh, want to help just, people out. Well, that's so... Yeah, that's co- that's a cool thing to bring up. So, uh, did you have any entrepreneur background when you started with Score? Not so. I didn't really have any, but what I what I did do. So, it's no secret that you know me and Sam are, are both uh, Air Force veterans, uh, active yeah. duty guys right now. And so, one of the things I've found is I had a lot of knowledge and skills uh, that I knew that a lot of normal people, not through any fault of their own, they just didn't have. You know the the extensive amount of education that I had. So as a just just to kind of I don't know fill up my time as if it wasn't busy enough. Um, I just wanted to volunteer and help people. So and use and exercise these this knowledge that I was learning in real life with real people, um, kind of like you know uh, a consultant. But yeah. um, with people who maybe needed it more than, you know, and probably couldn't pay for it uh, because, you know, they're brand new, starting their own business. They have no idea what they're doing. So, yeah, so that's cool. So, to, and for those who don't know, Derek is a program manager for the Air Force. So that kind of, you have a unique skill set kind of from being a program manager and then also having your MBA. Um, it's like the Air Force uses your project management skills, but they, don't really exercise your business expertise that you mm-hmm. got from MBA. So this was a way to help people not only manage their program which or manage their project, which is really starting your own company, mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. managing your own project. So you help them from the management side, but now you're also being able to kind of exercise that business muscle that you've yeah, gained. The finance, yeah. the accounting. Yeah, you get the, to flex that. Yeah. The, just the, and one of the biggest things I think I you know have been able to help people with that Normal people don't, they theoretically understand what I'm doing, which is, which, you know, doesn't make it a big stretch, but walking them literally through their numbers. And so, you know, someone will come in, they'll say, I, I, I want to bake cookies for, you know, people and sell them at farmers markets or something. Yeah. And I'll be able to walk them through. Okay. So, how much does the flat, and little things like, how much does the flour cost? How much time are you going to spend out there? How much are you going to pay yourself? And it'll come out, um, Oh, you're going negative just by, you know, if you keep going down this path, you're actually losing money just by going out to the farmer's market. Maybe they'll have a great time, but that's a lot of work to put in just to lose money. Yeah. And so the thing that I've enjoyed the most just from mentoring um, has been helping people uh, apply some real analytical skills to the startup that they're, you know, they're shooting from the hip and that's totally cool and that's what a lot of people do. Um, but just kind of funneling them down a better path uh, and more sustainable path so that they don't fail. Yeah, certainly. So, so that's kind of why you were doing SCORE is, A, it's it's fun to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I would say it's really fun to meet people and help them out, but it also... Very gratifying. Like, yeah, and then it, it flexes that muscle that you had. So same with me, a um, little different. I, I had at that point five businesses. Uh, I had, but I was also active duty Air Force, so give you background. Um, through I think two or three of those businesses are total failures. <laughs> just, <laughs> just lost tons of money, um, and ended up you know bankrupting the company or just having to exit completely. So, 
Uh, well, you had some cool ones too. You had a, a yeah, apparel company. Yeah, yeah. So apparel, some other apparel stuff. company we launched is cool. Everything's going good. Separated with the, um, you know, that one was a partnership kind of gone bad sort of thing. So that's what crashed that company. But um, that happens. So I had that experience. I think everyone needs to have that experience. <laughs> but that was the first one. And then the next one was a uh, uh, real estate company, which is still around. Um, and I, that one is still growing. Actually, I, that's my baby. You got so. some properties. Still. Yeah, still yeah. have properties, still managing that uh, those assets. So, and that that's continuing to grow. The other one that happened kind of in between those two was the paintball company. We I started. This is my favorite one, by the way. Yeah, just because I think a, it's like so off the wall. It's, it's a, just like what? It's a good story. It was a lot of fun. So the paintball company started because I was like the team captain at the Air Force Academy paintball team. And I tried to raise that company, not the company, I raised the paintball club from like five members, six members to like a hundred person team that was like nationally sponsored and renowned and sort of thing. And I realized the... That was not easy growing the team in three years to do that. And I, I realized, okay... That's probably good knowledge that I need to pass on to my fellow cadets who are now taking the team over. But I could also spread that knowledge with other people. So I created a, uh, a website. It's called buildyourpaintballteam.com. And we, so I, so I wrote a book and was selling the book. And it was supposed to be this whole package deal course that you got. So you got the book, you got mentoring, and you got, you know, all that. Uh, live sessions with actual paintball coaches and things like that. And it's funny to see that idea has spun off and is still in, I think, BKI Paintball took that idea and they're, they're running with it. Really? But the, but I the didn't part, know that. Yeah, but the part that I did, um, I, I, I made the mistake of really doubling down on the book. And the, the thing is, is paintballers aren't big readers, right? So, but we took the investment money from the book and said, all right, I've got an opportunity. I'm going to exercise some of the contacts that I've made with national sponsors and stuff. And I bought into uh, a field. A field went bankrupt in L.A. I'm probably giving way too much information. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> there was a field in L.A. that went bankrupt. So I bought the field, shipped it to Colorado Springs. And we were going to... Um, you shipped the field? Yeah. So What do you mean you shipped the field? It's a field. Yeah. Uh, but... So it used to be called like blow up things. That and the actual turf. So it what it used to be called National Paintball Players League (MPPL), and they went bankrupt. And their big annual game they had was on Huntington Beach, where they literally go out and they'd roll out these turfs on right on the beach. They took so they'd grade the sand down to where it's all flat and level. Then they'd lay out the hundreds of square yards of of turf, like football field sized turf, and then they'd throw up the nets and stuff. So what was a beach one day, the next day is grain grass field. You never told me right any by of the this. ocean. Yeah. I'm, I'm very frustrated with you right now. Well, this is crazy. This it, is cool. It was super popular. <laughs> it was a very popular uh, game. Like hundreds of, probably thousands of people would travel from all over the country to play at this field. Um, and it was fun. I played there once myself. So when I heard that, that that place had gone bankrupt, I partnered up with a guy and we bought the field and shipped it to Colorado Springs. And we then got a deal with the city of Colorado Springs to be part of their like city Olympics 
they they were going to have an annual sports day where there was going to be Olympic events happening all over. They called it Olympic events. But yeah, paintball is not an Olympic event, but. But it was they, like a big sports day. They right? wanted to have, yeah, they wanted to have the sports. City, get people down there yeah, outside. Yeah, they wanted to have sports events um, all over uh, the town, and we were going to be one of them. Um, so we day one, that was a, another, like we basically ran out of funds, and uh. we didn't have the ability to market as well. And then also kind of there was uh, the issue of I was deploying to Afghanistan, like, three days after this event was going on. So there was a lot of pressure. And the event didn't have a great turnout. And there's a number of reasons behind that, you know, all like probably politics. And I didn't really understand that I had left the Colorado paintball scene for four years and I kind of didn't stay in touch and tune with the um, uh, culture there. So I just wasn't, didn't do a great job. You didn't have the contacts, though, at that yeah, point exactly. to, yeah. to really get this out to... to yeah, a number, yeah, so guys. a number of things. So, like, I guess within the community there, they had some drama, and and the whole Colorado, there's different teams in Colorado that we were counting on to be there, but they all kind of, over the years, had come to hate each other, and they didn't want to show up on the same area. So I guess it's part of the drama. I don't really still, to this day, understand all of it <laughs> going on, but... Needless to say, we didn't have paintball, a great, paintball drama. Yeah. yeah, we didn't have a great turnout. <laughs> so um, we ended up ha- we had all these booths and vendors who had showed up to sell their stuff. We had all kinds of sponsors. We had a bunch of food trucks, and then we only had like sixty people show up. So, it was so a, you did a good job actually planning the event. The event was great. We did yeah. a terrible job of marketing the event. Wow. And so it it kind of flopped. Um, so. I was stressed out and out of money in Afghanistan. <laughs> Fast forward a month or two later, I'm in a foreign country thinking, you know, I don't know if I can financially uh, do this. So I ended up having to sell sell out my stake, my equity in that company. Mm. So I just exited and basically sold my stock. What happened to the company? Do you know? You kept I, think, up? I don't know. I don't think they kept going because part of part of my equity in the company was the actual, like a piece of the portion of the field. Uh-huh. So one guy had the nets and the bunkers and I had the turf. Uh-huh. So I ended up selling the turf and he sold everything else. I, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if he still holds it or not. But, um, but I thought hey, I really got to have this money because um, I'm in a world of hurt, <laughs> and so I got to sell out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is again another you know partnership gone wrong. But in this case, I was the bad partner who had to exit early. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I I had to exit, and um, I thought, well, I'm not doing them any harm because you can still throw up the bunkers and field on grass. You don't have to have turf to yeah. do this. Um, and Colorado Springs has plenty of grass everywhere. So I thought, well. I'm selling probably the least valuable part, and he can do everything else. Uh, but I think that that might have been just just too much. I don't, I'm not sure because I know they're not doing tournaments anymore. But anyway, long story well, short, so it is. I'm out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, and trying to broker a deal for turf in Colorado Springs while you're located in Afghanistan is a hell of a. <laughs> it's just that's kind of difficult too. There's the like. Barely any technology over there to be able to talk to the buyer in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, how do you transfer money from, <laughs> like, I, I literally 
mailing a check from Colorado Springs to <laughs> Afghanistan and then trying to wait to figure out how to cash that check <laughs> from oh my god it's crazy so you like phone app like yeah, oh and, god and time I hope this zone, works yeah time zone difference is a night and day but anyway jeez we're here to talk about startup clubs so. yeah well I think, that's what, I think that's a cool story though because it, I, I think it you know shows that you know, nobody has a perfect record. Yeah, so I'm sorry. But things did get better for of, you. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you, you start up some more stuff. Yeah. Right? You have the furniture business yep. comes to mind off the top of my head. Yeah. The paintball book is still out there on Amazon, but other than that, I started the Raising Green, or I'm sorry, Green Furnishings Furniture Company, which eventually merged and became Raising Green. And then I sold it to a couple out of Waco, Texas. Who, um, so at that point we were, had manufacturers in San Antonio and Waco, and we were delivering to greater San Antonio and, and Waco and everywhere in between. We mm-hmm. made deliveries to Austin, Houston, um, and we were just a furniture manufacturing. Custom though. Custom yeah. furniture. So that was cool. Um, and that was good, that was a good success story. So sold out of that, um, with a, uh, probably 10x. Uh, profit out of that one. So, not bad. And yeah. you were making, not only that, you were making a little extra money on the side just during the whole thing too. So you grew the business and you were actually making income during the whole thing as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I had a royalty deal going on there. So for a little while. Um, but then, so I, I, okay, fast forward. Coming off of that, went to score. And I said, hey, guys, I don't know if I'm your kind of mentor that you want, but I've, I've got an MBA and I've had these crashes and burns, but I've also had some success. <laughs> and they said, you're perfect. So we did a uh, we did an interview process with them, and, and then there's like a six-week training thing that uh, I think you went through with Dr. Yeah. Gordon. Yeah, um, Gordon was great. Yeah, he was awesome. I think awesome. we both like him a lot. And I learned a lot from him, actually, just – you know, yeah, just how to do the mentoring sessions. Oh yeah, yeah. Every Saturday, he had like four people coming in and asking, you know, questions about starting their business, and I just would sit back and watch him answer these questions. And uh, I don't even think I had graduated the training process yet, and which that was uh, over a year ago now. But now I've seen I think eighty some. Mint clients through score and yeah, you actually you surpassed me at one point because I started to uh, well, you I started thought, to go easy on score. Yeah, because you thought you were leaving. Yeah, I kept, I kept you know okay, about to leave, about to leave, about to leave. Don't want to get any new clients, anything like that. And then uh, so I'd actually been in score longer than you because we talked because I found out about your stuff at work when we worked together, mm-hmm. and then you got involved with score after that, and. And then you surpassed me in the total number of people. Uh, I think I think a few months ago, because uh, you're yeah, just cause, over me now. Yeah. Well, you got you got tied up. You were doing it um, exact work, and you were getting ready. Yeah. To work, so you're just too busy. Yeah. Um, so I was still doing clients, but I was also at that point also doing a startup club. But anyway, we started thinking though, right? Yeah, I think so that's this where is, we get into how we exactly. got to startup this, club. This brings us to January of 2018. You and I both have been doing startup club or score stuff for a while. <laughs> and we started to notice trends in score. So that's when you and I met over and said, Hey, let's uh let's start another let's fill this hole, which was 
and you can you can tell yeah I, I think and I, I think the the credit needs to go to you mostly because you had this whole like I didn't listen to podcasts now I do actually ironically now that I have a podcast I listen to podcasts <laughs> but I, I didn't really know much about podcasting or anything like that I never built a website you you'd build websites before too yeah for both for, of those previous businesses we talked about yeah right? several business yeah um, so you had that. Um, and I think you, you and me had already talked about some of the, um, the trends that we had, uh, recognized the score. I think one of them that comes to mind off the top of my head is, uh, we were the youngest guys. Yeah. By like 50 years. Exactly. Uh, like, I, I'm exaggerating well, slightly. Yeah. But, but I mean, um, we did it was notice probably that. pretty close to that. And so with me, and I think this is the same with you, I would get, um, I'd get, they would specifically funnel certain types of people to me. And those people were, um, the people who said they wanted to contract with the government, which, uh, if you know anything about San Antonio, uh, three military bases here. Yeah. Huge government presence. Uh, it's a big deal, right? right? So there's a lot of opportunities to contract with the federal government, which you and me are both experienced in. Yeah. And then, um, and then also, I would get anybody who wanted to do anything technology-related, online, any of that stuff. And then on top of that, like, you and me both had, like, uh, have profiles with SCORE online, and a lot of people would just select us, I think, out of hand because we were younger. Yeah. yeah. It you was just, <laughs> like, and no, like... I love all the guys, uh, and there's a couple there's, of women, too, oh, in well, SCORE. Yeah. Wealth of knowledge there. Yeah. But I think we noticed, though, that... Uh, so there was those two things. And then I think the final thing was, in every single meeting, mentoring session we'd have with people, we would get almost the same kinds of questions yes. every time. It was, yep. it was rinse and repeat with almost everybody. With slight, you know... Turns on on all the uh, questions for, for specific cases, but I mean, generally it was okay. How do I start a business? What's the best kind of structure to use? Um, do I need insurance? Um, is this even a good idea? Like all these things, yeah. Which I think you especially and I had gotten into kind of a, a you know YouTube personality. You and you've gotten into podcast personalities and YouTube personalities as well. I think yeah. where. You know, if you just listen to them over the course of, you know, a month or two, you start to learn, right? It's like watching Oprah, really. Yeah. Uh, where if you just listen, you're just learning the whole time. That's why people love Oprah. They love tuning into that kind of thing where they just didn't know something before. And yeah. And now they do. So you're right. I I was a big, I followed Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. and Bigger Pockets um, podcast. Those were my two favorite podcasts. So anytime I was starting these other businesses, I probably had this Pod, those podcasts going on in the background. When I was doing furniture, I know I was listening to Bigger Pockets and Dave Ramsey every day. I would listen to uh, I, I, I'm like as the buzz saws going in yeah, the garage. I, you got I would Dave Ramsey on my the yeah. I'd mic. have it in my little uh, headphones. So <laughs> I haven't missed an episode. And I, you're right. There's huge. There's tons of education there. So when I'm, when I started to see score, I started to see clients have the same questions i said i came to you and i said dude we need to get the answers to these questions broadcast and Mm -hmm. we need to um reach a larger audience because it's clear that these that these are 
questions that everyone has and only a few people are probably asking them even though it seems like everyone's asking the same questions i know those are the few that submit themselves to go to see a mentor you know and people who don't even take it to that step have these questions burning in their heads and hopefully we can answer them with the the podcast that that was the idea um additionally like you said when it comes to experience there's an enormous amount of experience to score and I highly recommend them. I still, we still mentor for them, Mm -hmm. but I, we saw that one area that was maybe, um, lacking across the board was digital marketing, Mm -hmm. um, social media marketing, uh, website design, you know, search engine optimization and that, those kind of things. So people know about those Mm -hmm. things. They'd come into score and they would ask, uh, they asked those questions and they'd have to funnel them to me or, or you. Yeah, and I knew to, I knew enough. And yeah. and by the way, it actually helped me a little bit because I had enough basic knowledge that when someone would ask me a question like that, I knew enough that I could go learn more. So people would say, "How do I start a business on Amazon?" For example, right. and I would be like, "Well, I I don't know 100 percent." And then I started to try to sell things on Amazon myself. Just to kind of get, I didn't really want to, you know, go and do a whole business, but I just, I built an account, I tried to figure all that stuff out, and then I kind of learned it a little bit, just enough to start being able to help people get through that first step and uh, learn the gist of, of how to show them to do it. Yeah, because because uh, SCORE would assume, oh, you guys are millennials, you'll know this stuff. Yeah. So they'd, they'd send it to us. Yeah. And then when we're getting the digital marketing questions, and we, I've done some, you've done some, but, you know, it was like... Yeah, I did some, like, just basic social media Facebook stuff in yeah. college. Nothing yeah. crazy, yeah. nothing for a business. Exactly. So then that's, boom. January, we said, let's start this and let's get the experts on in front of a microphone. And that's when we started reaching out to, to, we started with digital marketing experts. So that's, we had. Yeah, that was our prime thing. Yeah. I think like our, our, some of our first few interviews were search engine optimization, digital marketing, um, people we found online, even though we didn't end up necessarily talking about digital marketing, it, we had initially started, I think, just looking for those kinds of people. Yeah, uh, Use of Chowdery was our first yep. episode. Um, yep. That we shot. That we shot. That we shot. Yeah. Um, he He's now, he's further in our ep- episode seven or yeah. eight or something, but he... Uh, and I think I made no, m- mention of that in the previous. So you did. You did. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. We, yeah. We record all of these episodes probably between January and June, and then we didn't release our first episode till November. So there, a lot of these are out of order. But our, I'll say our first one was Yusuf, and then we got um, Facebook. Um, oh yeah, Coach, Nexo. Coach Miguel, yep. uh, from Nexo, and we and started. Then, uh, we started down Alyssa. this way. Yeah, uh-huh. Alyssa Walker from talking Moving about Mountain. Um, um, yeah. And, and that was, I think that's what sparked it though, is we, we recognized that we actually didn't know everything. I think the other, and you know, I think the other thing we recognized and that we both agreed, uh, ag- agreed with up front is we actually feel like San Antonio is a really kind of special place and city. Yep. Uh, we think there's a, a, a good amount of, um, you know, it's kind of a perfect storm. For a lot of people, it's a lot of small businesses here. A lot of people starting things out of their home. It's it's not a super expensive city like maybe Austin, right up the yeah. road, where people just to live in the city 
they have to work for a big tech company or something like that. Right. The largest employers in San Antonio is like USAA and, and the military. Yeah, I'm like, and Rackspace and a, you know, a few other. Maybe. Others. I don't even know if they like top you know, they, charts. Yeah. Like, they're maybe probably not. in the top five. I don't know. But I would say like, we, yeah, we're mostly service based. We're mostly small business city. Yeah. And so a lot of restaurants, like yeah. they, there are a ton and I'm really impressed with it. I, I actually love it. Um, I love all the kind of the hole in the wall restaurants here. The, uh, like the taquerias, the food trucks. Yep. Um, it, I've never been in another city where you could find so many startup oh, restaurants yep. that were not part of a chain. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to the place I'm from in the Denver area of Colorado is a very, um, I'll call it manufactured kind of, you know, suburbia is really what it is. There, there's not a lot of room if you're just trying to make it without a big guy, a big yeah. player, a franchise. And that's beautiful. I love that about San Antonio. So I think we've answered the question of why we started because mm-hmm. San Antonio is a small business hub. We saw a need, a pain point was, you know, startup questions, digital marketing questions. So we stepped to fill that gap. So the question, next question is, when did we start? I think I said January 2018 earlier. That's not when we went live. That's when we started this idea. So mm-hmm. we, that's, I'd say January is when we came up with the idea of calling it the startup club. Yeah. And why, yeah. why, tell us why do you think that we called it the startup club? Well, I think, uh, I think the, one of the biggest things is we wanted it to be a community, right? Yeah. We didn't want, it wasn't just us uh, as the heroes. It was everybody in the community exactly. that could interact, talk with each other, and all that. And we were merely the Facilitate. uh, facilitators yeah. of the education and the learning and the help. I, uh, I think you said it. And by the way, we're just doing this whole thing off the cuff. But yeah, so I love what you just said there. So I think you're absolutely right. I, I'm trying to think back what we said Ah, it was, so score was very one-on-one. It, it is very one-on-one. You go yeah. and you sit down and it's the client and it's the mentor one-on-one talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I'm going to be, if I was the client and I was sitting on the other side, I'd want to know who is that mentor? Who else is he talking to? Who else is going through the same things that I'm going through? Mm-hmm. I want to meet with the other entrepreneurs who are on this same path. And that, that I think is why we called it a club is we said, look, we're going to take the mentorship side of this, but we're going to make it social. We're mm-hmm. going to go big and we're going to have community events and uh, community Facebook groups and things like that where these questions can be asked, not just on the podcast, but like throw it out on a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group. Here's my question and everybody weigh in on it or everybody, yeah. we obviously we are the moderators, so we'll jump in, try to answer as best we can, but we'll call on the experts to you know, answer your question, and then everyone sees the answers. Yeah, and by the way, the expert might be some guy who just did it for his own startup. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And and now you got a bunch of eyes on. As happens, like that's the beauty of forums, right? Yep. You have for this is the crazy thing to me. Now the internet, like, and I'll say like the internet's kind of I don't want to say old now, but you know it's not a new thing anymore. But now like the, you know, some of these forums. And the questions asked are like 10 years old, right? 
But yeah. they are like popping up as the number one thing when you type a certain question in on Google. Yeah. Because over the years, you'll have a forum that's answered a certain question so well, that, and it has hit so good with search after search after search, it's still relevant. Yep. And I think that was kind of the goal there is we wanted to create kind of a forum aspect either via our voices in the podcast, right, or uh, online for people to use right, as and, a resource. But we also wanted it to be local. So a difference between if I type in how to start a business into Google, you're going to get your answers are already out there. Mm-hmm. But if you said, I want to start a business in Alamo Ranch, or I want to start a business in Stone Oak or downtown San Antonio, are there specific questions, are there specific answers to help you in that area, in your market? Mm -hmm. And that's what we wanted. We said, let's go after the local San Antonio, answer the questions that no other, you know, talking head in, in, on the internet could answer. And we want to bring a local, cultural community aspect to it, I guess. Is mm-hmm. that? Yeah, no, and I, I like that. And it, and I think it's it's important to bring up right now that our original idea for this was actually that it was going to be a for-profit business. And yeah, so now good, it's non-profit. Yeah, good, good segue into that. So we started in January. We call it the Startup Club. Probably around February, we start our first interviews for the podcast. So we start almost every weekend we are getting someone to interview on the show. Um, but the very first place we came to conceptualize this was Pitch Tab. Yeah, there yeah. Was a, there was a, about Pitch. Yeah, there was a Pitch Man. Tab back in, I want to say February of 2018, and that's I think Launch SA does the Pitch Tabs, and we went to one, and I brought, I've got, I still have the paperwork. And, here. and real quick, so for j- just for the audience, so Pitch Tab is essentially fun little event where people uh, pitch. Their business idea, and uh, they vote at the end. It's it's all very you know it's you know clapping slash you know screen voting right. Uh, in a bar, it was outside. Um, it was at the Hoppy Monk, and uh, and so we went there and we just liked it. We we liked this idea, and we actually right then and there we went and grabbed a few people that we really liked their their pitch that they'd done. Yep. And um, and we we said, hey, we want to talk to you more about this. Yeah, uh, can we get your information? And uh, uh, you know, Nick start, Ramos. Nick was, Ramos, yeah, was the first prime guy. Yeah, first guy we asked to interview, I think. Yeah, Nick Ramos. And, and that's when we brought in the. This is great. Let's talk to not only experts in subjects. Yeah. But let's talk to the people going through it. Let's yeah. talk to founders. Let's talk to startup entrepreneurs. Or have their own business. So we wanted to talk to not only the experts, but we wanted to talk to local San Antonio small business owners. Yeah. Who were I, successful. I think, I think the way that, and one of the reasons for that that we really liked was we're in this world of Mark Zuckerberg's and, you know, the Ray Crocs, where, you know, you really hear about all these real big people, mm-hmm. right, who they made it huge. Yep. And that's to be understood, right? But what you don't hear about and I think in much the same way that like if you're if you're of a family that has a college, you know, a, a history of getting college degrees, it's much more likely you're going to get a college degree merely based on the fact that um besides money and resources and stuff, 
just based on the fact that it's kind of like an expectation. It's something that's familiar to you. Um, it doesn't have to be starting your own business. Doesn't have to be as crazy as starting McDonald's yeah. or coding Facebook in your college dorm room and then quitting it, Harvard just to go start up this multi-billion-dollar tech company. It can be I have a lawn care business and uh, and I just want to make a living for myself and my family and, and be my own boss, which I think almost gets to something else that was our goal which was that we wanted to um, retake this word startup yeah, from the tech community. Yeah, I remember that. And we, we, we specifically talked about, you know, the startup word, you know, it's all about tech. It's all about, uh, I got to go get a big million dollar valuation and go get my Series A, Series B. Yeah. It's not about that. I mean, it's, a, it's just about... It we want to be, take that back. It but, can be, but and, it, and we have no issue with that. Be, yeah, but exactly. I, you're hitting on something. I, it, man, it's bringing back memories. Yeah, because so our intro episode, um, we talked about that, and I got some pushback from that uh, that first episode when we first. You released, did, yeah, because I I gave it to a few people to hear before um, we went live on iTunes with it, and it was, I I think I said those words. I said the. Part of naming it the Startup Club was we want to retake the word startup from the tech community mm-hmm. and understand that it encompasses all mom and pops and, you know, high school students who starts their own thing. Like, it can be the service, but it can be the non-tech startups. And the first thing that people fed gave me feedback was, why are you starting a war with the tech people? Yeah, and I was which like, was not our intent. No, I was like, no, not at all. I don't want to do that. I don't, I'm not trying, I have the utmost respect for the tech world and stuff like that. I'm not trying to step on their toes. I'm just trying to say that there's, there's two circles here that, that ver, that cross. One is the tech circle and the other is a non-tech circle. They're both businesses and they, so they both like kind of interconnect and it's that middle area that, they have in common mm-hmm. that we're trying to serve. And yes, that can be um, your tech companies. They need to know digital marketing, but also your mom and pop lawn service needs to know digital marketing. Like we're trying to, where, where those two s- sectors uh, kind of intersect is where the startup club is going to live. And so we weren't trying to go to war with tech company by being the startup club. We're just um, saying that, when we looked at, and pitch tab was one of them, right? So we, we go downtown, we start to look at, we do a SWOT analysis, essentially, when we mm-hmm. first are starting this thing. What does our competition look like? And, per se. And we look and we say, look, score is already out there. Launch SA is already out there. Geekdom's already out there. All these free services, um, for mentoring entrepreneurship are already out there. Where do we fit in this? Like, where, what, niche or hole or gap that we, do we fill and we saw it as score helps a lot of the non-tech companies launch sa geekdom uh you know all they help the tech companies startup san antonio and you know all there's there's lots of resources for them but score was really all there was for the non-tech companies mm-hmm. so we wanted to take what score is doing and expand on it. So we said, let's, let's grow the resources for non-tech companies. And that's where we came up. So thank yeah. you for bringing that up. That's and a good and I think, and to kind of bring this back to where we started with that, 
portion. Uh, we thought we would, you know, sell services and, and uh, you know, materials. You know, you probably, you know, if you've been following us, you know uh, that Sam pretty much exclusively wrote a book uh, called How to Start Your Small Business in San Antonio. Yeah. Or, yeah, How to Start Your Small Business in San Antonio. Yeah, no. Um, and, and we had this idea that we were going to sell all this stuff. You know, we'd, we'd either charge a membership fee or we were going to sell the book individually. I mean, we didn't know exactly, and I know we flip-flopped several times. And I think we it, what ended up happening is uh, we ended up just saying, look, why are we doing this? Yeah. And I think it was the same reason we wanted to be members of SCORE, which is, you know, we're here to help people and, and have fun, and, and let's just take all that, the profit and stuff out of it. Yeah. Uh, well, that was a pivot, right? It so, was a big pivot. Yeah. Huge. When we first started, and I'm going back to that pitch tab in February of 2018, I brought out, I still have the papers here. I'll post a picture of this, but this was our all our ideas on a page of what we were going to do with this. And right here at the top, you see we had Elite, Premium, and Standard. We were going to break down Startup Club memberships into three paying subscription models. And we had Elite which was like 300 a month. Oh, my gosh. We I had, forgot about we this had, stuff. Yeah, we had premium, which was like $50 a month, and standard was like 5 bucks a month. Is that the original you have right there? This, yeah, that's one of the that's originals. That's the original. I remember this. Look at all the stuff. That we literally, there. yeah, and so for all the people listening, we literally wrote down, like, there is an entire, and this is like legal paper, by the way. This is yeah. not a small piece of paper. We have a whole page and three columns for the standard premium and elite memberships of just the different services we're going to be offering in each. Yeah, it was like, this what are they getting planned out? Yeah. It's like the premium gets the ebook. You know, the standard gets everything free. You know, they weren't going to get charged or anything. No, at first they were five bucks. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they, were, they was going to be five bucks for uh, basic membership, and but it came with all those things though, uh, which is I think. Well worth the five dollar. Yeah, it was it was, you it was know, a giant ebook. Yeah, we that's uh, one of the things. Webinars, you know, training events, meetups, blog, everything. It we was all part of it. We struggled with that because we thought there is more than five dollars worth of value here, and there's more than a hundred dollars of value in the other memberships. Like, we, oh yeah, we were definitely bringing the value, but. Uh, a couple months went by. We've recorded more podcasts. I've written the book. The book is complete at that point. We're probably in March, May. Mm-hmm. And we look at this. And Keep in mind, this is all pre-launch. And we said, look, I think we sat down at, um, uh, where were we? This over on 151. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I remember it was like a sports bar. Yeah, I forgot the restaurant yeah. over there, but we we sat down and we said, "I think we're messing up here." So we reduced the price across the board. We went from five dollars, we made it free for basic membership. Premium membership was like ten bucks, and then elite was thirty bucks. So we we dropped everything by ninety percent. Yeah, and then a couple months went by, and we said, "Look." I don't think I'm going to have the time to keep up with all of these services. Yeah. You were leaving. I was still doing, you know, well, I still am doing Air Force stuff. And furthermore, a lot of, I, we said, why did we get into this from the beginning? Mm-hmm. We, we had to take a really inward look and say, 
are we doing this for the money or did we do this for the small businesses, the clients are, you know, are like the, the entrepreneurs that we saw come in and get free mentoring from us are, we started this to help them. Mm -hmm. And we said, we really don't feel right charging for anything for these people. So yeah, we took all three of these things, all three columns, which is for the basic, premium, and elite, everything. That's the premium tools, the health check, the professionals, um, the, you know, all these different templates. I'm just looking down the list here. The ebook, and A lot of that stuff, it's all, it's all on the website right now, especially like the templates we and stuff. We took everything and made it free. Yeah. We did it. We made everything free and said, so you join the club for free. Including the book. Which in, you you put an enormous amount of time and effort into that yeah I put six months into writing that book yeah um, and it's it's good stuff I it's really good like I I like legit think you could probably sell that uh, well and make some good money you know and we kind of sell it right now we, you can it, get is, it, on. it is out on Amazon but we did we did that only because we wanted to give people the um, Opportunity to get a hard copy. to get a hard copy if they wanted it yeah. or if they want to put it on an e-reader. We put it out there for as low as we possibly could. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's five bucks. Um, and it's free. If you join a club, you can join the club and go read it for free. But if you want to yeah. take it with you or, you know. Because we have it, it to be clear, we have it on the website. Yeah. It's all on the website right now. Yep. And it's literally marked as if you're reading the book. Yep. It's just in website form. Yeah. It's so. yeah. So each chapter is broken out into different, uh, uh, different blog article, um, but you can read the whole chapter and then just click next chapter and read the whole. You know, and if that's too cumbersome, then you, know, you get it on Amazon. Yeah, for five, <laughs> yeah. five bucks. But that yeah. again, that goes towards supporting the club. Which so at this point, we reworked the website. By the way. Probably the third or fourth time. So yeah. in part of these papers, we you remember that old sheet that had all the bubbles all oh, over it? Yeah. We had like this flow chart of how users were going to use the website. We put we put an enormous amount of time. Just talking about website dynamics, which was uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, the website was going to be... We were going to have a paid portion of the website. We were going to have... It, it, because we had the different membership levels, yep. it was going to be like a paid portion and a non-paid portion. You have to log in. And we we kind of had to become uh, conceptual website designers. Yeah. And then we had to not just conceptually figure it out, but then we had to go do it, which was mostly on you, Sam. Well, and I was working within templates, so I'm not... Yeah, which made it even worse. Yeah, I'm not a coder by any means. So I'm trying to figure this thing out by, like, take our ideas that we'd written on paper and put it... Which are really good it, ideas it if functional. we could just like transfer them directly yeah, to a if computer. We could, if we could take the paper and say, do this. Yeah. Um, but we couldn't. We had to like make it work within the template. Um, and it just, so we, we did it up one way where, like I said, there was three different paywalls between premium elite members. Um, we'd hit different things back there. And then from a functional standpoint, we're like, okay, would I use this website if I landed here? Would I click these buttons? Or you know, and we're we're redesigning the thing. We had some hard conversations about it too. Definitely, because I was a I was kind of I mean I feel bad, but I mean I was kind of like 
Sam, I hate this. Yeah, we got, I mean, it got heated. And you were like, and, uh, and you were like, what do you hate about it? I just worked like seven hours on perfecting this one page. <laughs> and I was like, I would, I would click in this website and I would leave. Yeah. You know, and I think we, I think based on that though, I think the goodness of that, um, was that I think we wound up with a pretty good product at each, the end of the day. Each iteration was an improvement on the last and we, we made tons of changes. And keep in mind, this is all before it even went live. We yeah. had no users hitting the site at all. Um, and Ricky joined us at some point at that point. Yeah, so oh, you know what? And that's a good opportunity because we were uh, we had gone to a, a dinner, like a, like a mentoring dinner with some senior officers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, you know, it was kind of like one of those things where you show up and we had a good time. With me, you, I think you and me always gain value from those kinds of things, which is why we also think mentorship in general is just powerful and why we're passionate about doing what we're doing now. Yeah. But uh, it was one of those things where you, you needed to show up, you know. Um, and so Ricky, uh, you know, showed up along with us. And after the dinner was over, you and me sat at the bar. We were having drinks, and, you know, Ricky is a good guy. So he, he was just sitting there, and he was just listening to us. And he wasn't saying anything. I didn't know what he was getting out of what we were talking about because we were kind of deep in our own conversation about this this pretty big project that we were going through. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I can't remember. He just like piped in. He's like, ah, you guys need support on this kind of thing? You can just do this. And we were like, wait, what? And and he was like, yeah, and on this thing, you just do this. And he and he starts offering all this advice and help. Yep. He's like, well, like, I'll just do that for you. Yeah, and we were like, uh, oh, okay. He, and so he took over the Instagram, and he did the videos, and he was doing the podcast producing. Yeah. At that point, all we had we had all these interviews, but they were all just raw sound. Mm-hmm. And one thing we learned pretty late in the game, I feel like, is is we've got to get in a more controlled environment. Yeah, later than we would have liked, I think. Yeah, we probably recorded the first nine episodes in pretty loud places yeah which um was really distracting um we thought it would add a dynamic kind of sound and i think it does still because i really love the content of those episodes and i can you can if you're listening you hear past all that stuff and it makes you feel like you're in a coffee shop with us i guess Mm -hmm. Was the hope anyway? Yeah, which but, is okay. Yeah, but we were like, it's okay when a dog barks yeah. or something, or an alarm is going off in the background. Yeah, uh, which happened in a couple episodes. Yeah, I we think did. we were able to edit most of that out. Yeah, no, use of Chowdery's episode. We had a dog barking. We had motorcycles going by. We had to edit a lot of stuff out. So, which is unfortunate because all of it's good. Yeah, Yusuf, Yusuf had just so much knowledge. Yeah, he was awesome. He had a lot, a lot of good things to say. I think the the uh, the lesson to be learned there is you're not going to get it right the first try. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us nine months to launch our first episode, and even it went out dirty. You know, like we mm-hmm. we sent that out, it was messy, and and our website was probably not ready for people. Um, we changed we changed it some more <laughs> since then. You know, mm-hmm. but no. So going back to we we said we were. We changed the model to be free across the board. Mm-hmm. And then right before launch, this is like two weeks before um, we dropped the first episode, we said, guys, does it make sense to have a free service and then still be a for-profit company? Because 
Um, it just, to me, it kind of, how do you trust a company that's for profit, but telling you it's free? Like, yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah. (laughs) And it's not like we're like a big tech company where, you know, we're going to take your data and somehow convert it into, into profit one day. And, oh, by the way, we're going to lose billions of dollars up front in the process. But then on the end, we're going to be worth billions of dollars more. Right. We weren't, we weren't in that kind of, position no. like pandora or facebook or any of those we don't keep any of that companies no it's just, um, i mean at the end of the day the most data we have is an email list we have an email address which we use yeah. to reach out and, and you know give updates or yep. talk about events and stuff like that and those are all coming from me like every time like i'm writing the yeah, email. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not like we're we're handing that email list off no, to no, you that's, know. That's always that's me, and then uh, I get some replies back like remove me. I'm like okay, you yeah, know, fine. but yeah. I you know it's it's me writing the email, um, and so it's it's good content. I hope. <laughs> no, it is. No, good, it's good I, stuff. No, I should it's say good stuff. Don't let, doubt yourself. Let me back up. It. It doesn't come out often enough because it's me writing it and I got other stuff going on. So yeah, it's probably not what you're used to when you join an email list. Yeah, you're used to receiving met letters like three times a day or at least once a week. And yeah. for me, it's like I send out the emails when I have an opportunity. Yeah, which is like well, and and it's cool though to me actually. It, I mean it. And then we're almost getting to an analysis point of yeah. the things that we could do better. It's cool to me though. That, you know, we've, we've started this thing from the ground up. It's still very personal, right? We're not a faceless organization where, you know, there's just someone auto writing emails right. essentially every week pushing you to do, to grab a product or, or click right. a link or donate or whatever. Yeah. We're just there. You know, saying like, hey, here's what's going on this week. You know, we're dropping another episode. We're doing this. Join the club. Tell your friends. You know, yeah. so there, that's it. There were lots of opportunities, lots of real conversations where we said, um, I guess I'm not really, I'm not really following up with what you said, but mm-hmm. I, what you said brought this to mind is um, there were a lot of downtimes between January and September. There were where we were like. Do we want to even do this? And we were talking about giving up and quitting. And <laughs> we had the. I think the only thing that kept us going was that at that point we had recorded like nine or ten episodes, and yeah. it just felt like it'd be a disservice to all those. people. It really did, yeah. That if we didn't launch, yeah. And um, and I think the other thing uh, I remember saying this to you uh, like once or twice was like we were like, oh, man, this is so much work. Yeah, you know, we don't really have any time. He said, like, well, should we should we keep going? And it was, well, Sam, we ask at the end of every single episode, what sets, you know, the question is, uh, what, you know, yeah, what sets what, a good business owner apart from <laughs> those who fail? Yeah. And the, and the answer we pretty much got back every time, especially from the actual business owners, was uh, giving up. Yeah, I don't get that's, that's the thing that sets Perse- you apart. Perseverance. Um, which isn't to say that you should just struggle eternally. Uh, but it, yeah, but, uh, it's, yeah, so you don't, you don't struggle nonstop. I think we talked about that one episode, but there is a lot of pounding ahead against the wall that goes on. And we just, so at that point, we're like, we, first of all, these 10, 11, 12 people that interviewed with us took time out of their Saturdays 
Yep. And they, most of these people are high net worth individuals yeah. <laughs> that come to us um, and they're giving us their time for free to talk, sit down and talk to us. And, yeah. and we didn't even have a product at we, that point with most, exactly, almost all of them. Exactly. It was a pr- promise and a prayer. It was like, hey, we're, uh, we're going to start this thing. We we don't have any followers right now. We have no podcast downloads. We have no visits to the website. We can't show you any evidence that this is going to happen. And they were still like, "Yeah, we'll help you out." Like, and they're still coming and doing the shows. Yeah. and that was awesome. Which, by the way, for like a cost, you know, I know we bought a lot of them like a beer or whatever. Which was, you know, for the cost of a beer, even yeah. if we never aired any of that stuff, it was well. It was well worth. I mean, <laughs> shit, I'd buy them. I'd buy them a several rounds of beers <laughs> and it would have been well well worth it because yeah. even if it was just you and me yeah i learned a lot uh from a lot of these people which again comes back to that oprah model oprah wasn't an expert on any of the people that she interviewed she just interviewed them and then learned and you learned along with her as the audience i think that's kind of what we ended up doing and yeah and we're not professional interviewers by any means either so a lot of times we just sat down and had a conversation and hope that whatever comes out the back end is something people want to listen to yeah yeah and uh we had we we knew vaguely we wanted to talk about with you know the interview but then we didn't know what was gonna happen right Nothing was scripted. Yeah. You know, we gave them a, a, ser- a our, series of questions or where we wanted to kind of take it beforehand. Yeah. Our first couple of interviews, I had this a formal piece of paper that had all our questions on it. It was on our letterhead that I'd made up. And, um, again, just trying to show these people that, hey, we're trying to be professional. Very professional. <laughs> you know, that we're, <laughs> we're like, not I a fly by night operation. Yeah. We can't show we are. Yeah. We can't show you any proof in the pudding yet, but, uh, you know, I've got fancy looking header yeah. paper. So I, I would send that and it had predefined, pre question, you know, preloaded questions. But a lot of times we didn't even ask those. So it was not really fair to the interviewees, but it just kind of, I, I made a note on there that said, this is going to go natural follow on. Like we're going to ask these questions and then whatever comes next is. You know, if you don't like it, tell us and we'll delete it. <laughs> and I think most people had a blast. Yeah, uh, I think and the, I had a blast. They had a blast. You had a blast. It was all good. Yeah, my point uh, going that direction is saying that by the end, the last couple people, we didn't send them any questions. We just said let's sit down and talk and record it, and we just totally winged it. And I think the ones where we we winged it, uh, where we went off the script that we thought we were going to go on. Yeah, to, which is uh, yeah. I the ones we sat down and we just said let's just shoot off the hip, I think were the, some of the best conversations, yeah. best topics that we had. So, um, Not to say that's that should be the policy necessarily, yeah. but it was good stuff. <laughs> um, so if you if you want an overarching uh, theme for all of this, like we're just trying to keep on the same message of we're uh, just trying to help San Antonio small businesses, you know, and, mm-hmm. and here's some good connections, good contacts to reach out to and and ask for their help. And, and, you, and you can do it too. Yeah, um, and you can do it, absolutely. And I think, uh, and, and to come back to, so we talked about how, you know, you and I, we like, we enjoy mentoring, right? I think you and me, unbeknownst to either of us initially, we actually generally have very similar general advice to people. Uh, one of those pieces of general advice is, uh, and I think this fits with everything we've talked about today, is develop incrementally, 
right? Um, and iteratively. So get your product out there. Don't, um, which we kind of broke this rule slightly, but we really did. We kept, we just kept marching forward and kept iterating. But we, um, and then we got work to go. Like, the, yeah. I would really like to work on the member page. I think we can expect some improvements coming out of there. We already talked about the email. We need to work better to get, you know, more f- frequent on there mm-hmm. to, or I guess not to the point where you're annoying people, but we can ask for once a week yeah. <laughs> to get the good content out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, we're going to continue to improve. Uh, what you see today is hopefully not what you see this time next year. We'll have a follow-up yeah. podcast. But just to show people that we don't get it right the first time. And and even when we launched, it wasn't like a rocket success. So we didn't take no. off. We we had probably like 30, 40 people come to the launch event. And, and then um, we started with maybe 18 podcast downloads. And now we're up to a couple hundred and... Yeah. I'm really excited about that, but uh, not by any means like overnight success. Like that, no. it took a nine months to get that far, only to have a couple hundred people download it. So, uh, but it's where we're going. It's we're not going to stop. So you keep can you continually uh, do that? Keep putting out episodes and grow the audience and focus on the audience we have. Like it's not about reaching tens of thousands of people it's about like reaching the hundred that we did mm-hmm. and now and what do they like about vectoring, it vectoring and yeah focusing on that 100 people and saying how do we help and serve you better mm-hmm. um and and how do we make this better for for you guys because we really appreciate every single listener and every single uh startup club member and we really do want to add value and bring value to you and help you with your business. Like, that was the whole point of getting into this. So, um, I think that had the next question was going to be, what is your favorite part? And I just, I just said it. That was my favorite part is we get it out there. We maybe only have a couple dozen people, maybe even listening to this episode. But if you are one of the ones listening to this episode, know that we're committed to helping you mm-hmm. and we're always available. Um, you know, we've been talking about being busy, but we're going to make time for our members. And that was the kind of the whole point that we got yeah. into this. So, and, and I think that actually speaks to um, one of the things I'm most excited about with this next season yeah. that we've been talking about as far as, um, you know, pivot that we've been wanting to do is we want to actually talk to members with yeah. questions, which goes to one of our very original things yep. that we wanted to, and we and we kind of figured this out partway through uh, starting to interview people, which was a blast. That was actually my favorite part, was just interviewing people, and I've just learned every single day. Oh, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> if nobody else learned, I learned. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, but we want to interview and talk to people, with real people with real questions, uh, and get that out to the community. So when one person calls and says, I have this situation, how do I deal with it? It may not be the exact situation that another person has, but I have a feeling they're similar enough that after we answer 10 of those questions over the course of, you know, five weeks of podcast episodes, all of a sudden you're going to notice trends. You're going to notice that our advice is similar. Um, we're not going to put out, you know, people's super personal questions. No, but I right. think I think there's an opportunity there where you're going to be able to learn a lot uh, just by listening the same way you learned by listening to um, 
to true experts or people who have already done it. Right. And so that kind of answers the question of like, where do we see this going? And that's kind of right back to where we started, which was we want to take that client mentor session mm-hmm. and and open it up, like remove a wall and let people look in and listen and see. So we're going to have people call in and talk to, and, th- and this goes back to that we're small. Like you're literally, we're going to phone you on one of our cell phones and we're going to record this conversation of Derek and I conferencing call in with a, with you, a club member and answering your questions directly and then posting those, uh, you know, with your consent, obviously, but putting it out there for everyone to listen to. And I'm excited about this because we've, We've already done uh, two of these episodes. I put it out to our existing members uh, probably two, three months back, and I said, um, what are your questions that Derek and I can help answer? Mm-hmm. And eventually, I imagine these questions are going to get so complex that you and I even can't answer them. We're going to have yeah, to have this. We're going to have to have a third party. Yeah, we're going to have some sort of uh, say, hey, we're going to have this guest expert next week. What are your questions for him? Because <laughs> it's way over our heads mm-hmm. at this point. But so far, it's been... What are your questions for Derek and I? And so we've done this. We've had people call in. We've listened to them. And it's it's been super interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited to release those episodes because um, I think what comes out of them is just awesome. Uh, so we're kind of going to that uh, kind of talk show, radio uh, kind of model, I guess you could say. But, again, it goes back to helping people here in San Antonio. Um and helping the community and then going back to adding value to our club members. So I think this is going to be a great way to do it because if nothing else, it's going to be entertaining to hear how me and Derek answer questions on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't ask for your questions ahead of time. We just say call in and ask them. And then, but I think what you'll find though is we have uh, a very common set of values, especially for, uh, people who haven't even launched a business yet uh, or, or just in the beginning stages, which is, you know, come back to iteratively develop your business, get the product out there, start making it work, and uh, you're going to find, you know, if you're dedicated and if you're smart, you're going to find the right path through to success. Um, and you're not going to overinvest. You're not going to overthink it. You're just going to find that path to success. Uh there's only a few Mark Zuckerbergs out there uh, or Jeff Bezos's. You know, I'm not that guy. Uh, you're probably not that guy. <laughs> Although I hope you do become that guy yeah, one day. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, it's not all about, you know, launching a tech startup that's, you know, that you're going to have to get massive investment on. I think most people just want to live their life it's and that- be their own boss. And control them, uh, control their destiny. Yeah, it's that million door, sorry, millionaire next door, uh, mm-hmm. idea is that most millionaires are regular people that might be your neighbor who own their own, you know, quarry business or concrete business or something that they just, they, and they didn't franchise out and grab, you know, big, big monster companies. They started, a company that works that has a profit and they mm-hmm. just do it for years and they put the you know they're good with their money and they grow it naturally incrementally like you said mm-hmm. and after 20 30 years yeah they're now millionaires and i think that that's uh what we're trying to grow to so 
I think I think that's a good place to end the episode on. We're excited for the future, and and this will close out our first season, right, Sam? Yeah, this is uh, the last episode of this season, and again, I want to say a big thank you to you, Derek. I couldn't have done this without you. The last year, you've been right there by my side, <laughs> and with no promise or guarantee of there's. Like I said, this is all volunteer time <laughs> that you put in. And so uh, the fact that we've just been doing this for fun for a year and that that hasn't stopped you from committing a lot of time into this, and I really appreciate it, and we're going to miss you in, yeah. in San Angeles. And to be clear, uh, you know, Sam's really been the driving force here, so uh, I may have been a good assist, but uh, he's he's been the, uh, uh, you know, the... The visionary. Uh, he had this idea from the get go, um, and I was just happy to tag along. Well, so. I appreciate it, Derek, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's been a team thing, and every time I've wanted to quit, Derek's been like, well, let's keep it going. <laughs> and, uh, and likewise, I think. So, thanks uh, again. Thank you to all of you. I hope this episode um, has entertained, and if not, you know, you've learned that. Uh, what a true, what the inside of a startup, what kind of behind the scenes looks like in a startup. <laughs> and hopefully you can relate, um, and know that you're not alone out there. If you're, if you're facing giving up, if you're facing another pivot, if you're scared that your competition is going to just kick your butt or that you're not really feeling the need that you think you're feeling, you know, know that you're not alone because we thought, we thought all those things, all those doubts, uh, have crossed our minds in the last year um but just don't give up like that you just keep pressing on keep it on keep it on that's what we're doing and we thank you again for listening and we'll see you around the riverwalk yeah see you guys the startup club podcast where we're working to make san antonio the destination for small business and entrepreneurs everywhere we'd like to say thank you to our sponsors our music producers and most importantly you our listeners Thanks for tuning in. Join the club at sastartupclub.com slash join.